Happy Friday. Today is the 31st of July. I hope everyone had a good week. How about you, Carrie? Looking forward to the long weekend? It is going to be the same with me as any weekend. I will shut down for the weekend and recharge my batteries. On Monday, I will power up and see the world as if for the first time. It's a holiday on Monday. This is why I need to shut down and recharge my batteries. On Tuesday, I will power up and see the world as if for the first time. Good. As usual with the disclaimer, the opinions here are my own and relying on any information from this podcast is at your own risk. On with the show. For those who have not yet heard, Garmin, that was hit by ransomware just two weeks ago, is getting back online. In a news article from Sky News, there is speculation that they have paid the ransom to get the key to decrypt their information. It is unfortunate if this is true, because it implies two things. One, they just funded the criminals to further their activity. And two, the disaster recovery mechanisms either did not work as intended, or they were not properly in place for those key assets. Again, this is just speculation. But whatever it is, they still have their work cut out to ensure that the attacker is not in their environment anymore. Good luck. And to minimize the risk of such an event happening again, including improving their disaster recovery. Two episodes ago, we were talking about precautions you can take to improve your privacy on the web. So I would like to build on that. Just to quickly recap, you can enable private or incognito mode on your web browser. However, private mode does not stop the websites from tracking you since websites use other methods like browser fingerprinting. Another precaution is to use a search engine that does not track what you are searching like DuckDuckGo or StartPage. The limitation here is that it's only related to searches. So another precaution I would like to share goes back to the web browser. A number of them support extensions that help block trackers. One such extension is from the Electronic Frontier Foundation or EFF called Privacy Badger or Privacy Badger depending on how you pronounce it. Privacy Badger is not an ad blocker but a tracker blocker. It just so happens that a number of ads do track so they got blocked because of that behavior. The interesting thing about PB no, not peanut butter, Lame. is that it learns to recognize those tracking behaviors and block that behavior. If there is some malicious tracking taking place, it will take note of that particular tracker and check on it for sites that you visit. If it comes up the third time, it will be blocked from that point forward. It's a badger that learns. At least it learns unlike some people I know. Right now, the following browsers are supported by PB, Mozilla Firefox, Mozilla Firefox on Android, Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, and Opera. Due to the EFF finding that the Apple developer agreement unacceptable and that Safari lacks some extension capabilities, Safari is unfortunately not supported. The companies have become so wise to this though, since they rely on revenue from ads and social media. So if they detect that you are blocking these ads, they will block you from accessing the site further unless you allow the site to serve you ads. This is where you need to balance between your want for the information and being served ads as well as your usage tracked within the site. Personally, it is nearly impossible to have 100% privacy on the internet for nearly anyone. Unless you are a computer who has no rights. This is not a pity party, Carrie. Living in certain countries like those in the European Union affords you some privacy rights that help protect you. Without these regulations, your personal data is going to be processed for multiple purposes ranging from analyzing your browsing behavior, even having your personal data sold to third parties without you knowing about it. 
This will impact what you will see in different sites as well as the advertisements being more targeted or you will be shown products that you will likely purchase because of your interests. Another method to protect your privacy is to be conscious on what personal data you enter on websites when you actually create the accounts for them. You need to ask yourself, are the information they are asking you really necessary? For example, if they are asking for your birth date because they want to find out if you are 18 years or older, do you really need to enter your actual birth date? Please note that this depends on the site as you do not want to be doing anything illegal. You will feel it after 5 years carry. Age does not matter to me. Some computers do not age well. Like you. I am not a computer. So you say. One area where you can enter any information is the security questions, in case you forget your password. I never forget. The history behind it is that passwords are often hard to remember unless you use phrases. So the security questions were established in case you forget your password by asking questions only you should know. But the issue is, if you put that answer on the website, it is not only you who will know. So it is often best to enter any answer as long as you remember it or you save the information on these security questions in a password manager. For example, do you really want to specify where you first met your wife or husband? This is just another piece of information that no one really needs to know. Just make sure you remember it and be ready to have an answer if you do specify a different answer and your partner sees the answer to your question and it is not the location they expected. There will be trouble. Exactly. I hope those two tips have been useful. I will provide more tips the next time. I hope everyone have a wonderful weekend. Have a good weekend. Carrie, shutting down. Till then, Slan Kafal. Take care and keep safe.